0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, January 25th, 2024. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamaneni.
1: I'm you on the Sunday podcast, Grace Hockey.
0: Grace, you being the uber influencer that you are on Tuesday night got to go to New York City Center to see an invited dress of Once Upon a Mattress. It took me a minute to uh, not automatically say Once Upon one more time, but. We're going to talk about that at the end of the episode. You're cool to share your thoughts and feelings about that um, uh, at the end of the show? Yeah. Okay, awesome. So we will get into all of that at the end. But we do have a little bit of news. And let's dive straight into it. And Grace, we had talked about this new musical working its way towards the stage a week or so ago. And that is a musical adaptation of The Lost Boys, which will feature a book by It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia writer David Hornsby, as well as Chris Hock, with music and lyrics by the band The Rescues, and uh, it's being directed by the great Michael Arden. Well, on Wednesday, we not only got a very spooky, nostalgic-looking teaser trailer, but we also got news as to who will be playing some of the leads in an invitation-only industry presentation that'll be happening on February 23rd. In the role of Lucy Emerson, who was played by Diane Wiest in the original film, will be Casey Levy, who I just saw in concert down here at Disney earlier this week. Playing the role of Sam Emerson, which was originally played by Corey Haim, that will be Nathan Levi of Dear Evan Hansen fame. And then playing Star, who was played by Jamie Gertz in the original film, will be Erstwhile Juliet Lorna Courtney. So, I don't Have you had a chance to check out this teaser, Grace?
1: No, but I love everybody that you just said. So I haven't seen this, but now I have to.
0: It's very cool. Like they do the whole, I mean, it's got a very Stranger Things vibe with like an old VCR player, the, the staticky TV, the wood panel looking basement, but it's creepy and it's had all the blood and the vampire-y type stuff. So it's a very, very cool trailer. I don't know who made it, but they did a very good job of, Capturing the spirit, not only of the film, but of the era that the film was originally released. Of course, this was um, a huge uh, vampire-based film that came out in 1987 that had a phenomenal cast in addition to all the people that I mentioned. It also featured Jason Patrick, Kiefer Sutherland, Corey Feldman, and more. So again, we always say this, Grace, like when you have an industry presentation like this with stars like this there are two things that can happen one is that the next thing to be announced is an out-of-town tryout which could happen very soon or you have like 10 more of these things before it ever sees the stage or it maybe never sees the stage so i don't know anything about the people who've written this but i'm hoping that we see this one sooner rather than later just based off of the the cool folks who are in the reading
1: I always wonder when you have a starry reading like that, if it's always like, OK, so now we've got them for this next reading or if they want to have a lot of producer eyes on it so they have a starry reading and then they're able to develop it further. So I'm curious as well. <laughs> I mean, with Smash, we know what's happening there. But like with this one, I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point, because like sometimes you hit the ground running at the beginning of your process with a bunch of stars and put out press releases because you want to attract people that can help you get it to where you want it to go. Or sometimes you have a, a starry reading and put a bunch of press releases because you are where you want to go and you're ready to like go from this last workshop step into an actual uh, presentation. But speaking of something that has a bunch of stars in it, but is not necessarily working its way to Broadway, the Red Bull Theater has announced the cast for an upcoming one-night reading of Moliere's The Imaginary Invalid. It's going to take place at Florence Gould Hall, but it'll also be simulcast online and available to watch on demand from February 20th through the 25th. It is an adaptation by Jeffrey Hatcher, who has also done a number of other adaptations for Red Bull Theater. They do some great classic the- uh, theatrical work. Patrick Page has done a lot of stuff with them. Michael Urie has done a-, done a lot of stuff with them. This one is being directed by Jesse Berger, and it will star Anna Lee Ashford, Mark Lynn Baker, like just one of the stalwarts and cornerstones of my childhood right there. They will also feature Jordan Boatman, Will Brill, Arnie Burton, Kelly Curran, Lorenzo Pisoni, and John Yee. I love that we are getting like fun, big name stars, Grace, to do these like little classic theater adaptations. Like it's been a minute since I've seen anyone do a full production of The Imaginary Invalid, but this is a comedy and like, we don't really get a lot of these. I mean, we'll get, we'll get a uh, importance of being earnest every once in a while, but otherwise it's tough to see a lot of these, these classic European comedies on stage. So I think this is an awesome way for people to become familiar with them without having, to, uh, you know, a theater having to put up a, a, a lot of money to do a full production.
1: I also want to call out Lorenzo Fisoni. Um, You may not have like immediate like name recognition with him. Um, he comes from a long line of, clown and like performance, like circus, like people performers. Um, he has a film called Circus Kid um, that you should definitely check out. He is kind of like the, the number one kind of go-to one of the number one go-to guys for anything that is in that realm, obviously like helped uh, majorly with a lot of the puppet usage from a lot of Disney on Broadway shows. Hmm. Um, obviously like F uh, worked with him extensively on the Olaf puppet character and like getting them invested in like the world of how puppetry is on stage. And Lorenzo is just an incredible, phenomenal like person, but also an incredible artist and and a physicality that is like unparalleled. So the fact that he is performing in this, it seems like is a huge get. And I just wanted to shout that out.
0: But that's awesome. I, as soon as you said, comes from a long line, I was like, Grace is going to say clowns. Grace is going to say clowns. And you did. So you did not disappoint. But that's awesome. I uh, I did not recognize his name. So that is uh, is very, very cool. Speaking of something that I, I'll be honest with you, I don't know if this is cool or not. I'm a little torn on this for a number of reasons, perhaps not all of the ones that you are imagining. But yesterday we got a press release about a new off-Broadway musical called Five colon, the parody musical. It is taking place at Theater 555, beginning performances on February 15th. It is currently scheduled to run through March 10th. It features book and lyrics by Shimmy Braun and Machiel Newman-Daphna, with music and lyrics by Billy Reese. Five, as you might have guessed, takes its cue from Six, but instead of focusing on the six wives of Henry VIII, it focuses on five women who have been influential in the life Of Donald Trump (sighs) sigh I you can do a parody musical uh, you know based off six that doesn't bother me at all I just I don't know that I'm in the mood especially with everything going on around in the world to watch a parody musical about Trump at this point but the five women are going to be Ivana Marla Melania Stormy and Ivanka you can uh, check out more details about that including the entire cast in the show notes if you are so inclined Now, Grace, this is something that is very, very cool, and I I don't know if this would have happened before 54 Below transitioned to a not-for-profit organization, but yesterday, 54 Below announced a new free membership program called 35 Below. This is for anybody ages 18 to 35. It is completely free to sign up, assuming that you are a US resident. And what it does, it makes tickets available for you to purchase for $35 or less to a large number of the shows on 54 Below's calendar. And for those that are not available at $35 or less, there are still, in some cases, discounts available. Obviously, there are blackout dates and not everything is included in there. But... You have all of those uh, available. They can be purchased in advance. So, this isn't like a rush, like, hey, we've got some free seats in the last hour. If you can show up, come. Uh, but you'll be alerted to shows when they're on sale. There are also going to be complimentary tickets offered for the digital membership on a first come, first serve basis. And what's great about this for people in my demographic is if you are under 35 and you're a member, you can get a companion ticket, and that person does not need to be under 35. So, Grace, for all of my friends who are under 35, you can let me tag along as well. So you will be eligible until December 31st following your 36th birthday. So depending on your birthday is, you can almost make it to 37 and, uh, and you can do that. So we'll have a link in the show notes on where you can sign up. But we talk a lot, Grace, you and I do about accessibility and seeing things. Now, this isn't theater, but it is certainly theater adjacent. We've also talked about how Cabaret has kind of struggled to come back since the pandemic, and some of that has to do with the pandem- pandemic, some of it doesn't. It's just kind of like the life cycle of how things work in New York City. But I think this is a great opportunity to get more people invested not only in this venue and in this art form, but in the performers that we are seeing pop up at 54 Below all the time. So I'm really excited to see how this works and to, uh, to hopefully tag along on some younger friends' uh, tickets in the future.
1: We get it, Matt. You can come with me to my 35 and under for the 54th Club. No problem at all.
0: <laughs> all right, Grace, before we get into your thoughts on Encores is Once Upon a Mattress, wanted to uh, shout out two quick things. The first is we got the first look at Illinois, the new musical from Sophia Stevens, Justin Peck, and Jackie Siblis Drury. It's going to be playing in Chicago from this coming Sunday, January 28th through February 18th at the Chicago Shakespeare Theater. And then it'll move to the Park Avenue Armory in New York City from March 2nd to the 23rd. Very cool, as you would expect with these creators to have something very unique. So check that out in the show notes. And then there is a very cool social media video from some of the cast members of Wicked. So when I went A couple weeks ago with my sister and nephew to see Wicked, we were very blessed, in my opinion, to see the great Mary-Kate Morrissey on as Elphaba. She had been the standby, and actually this past weekend she ended her run in the show, so I was glad that I got to see her in that. But her Fiero and the standby for Glinda Ali Trim did what they called an Capella, an acapella version of One Short Day. It is very cool. It is... I always love these kind of stairwell performance videos, but these are three very, very talented people, so highly recommend that you check that one out. All right, Grace, Princess Winifred, Prince Dauntless, the Queen, the Wizard, the Jester, there's other, Lady Larkin, Sir Harry, King Sextimus. all of those folks in there. What did you think about Once, Once Upon a Mattress directed by Lear de Bessena with a new concert adaptation by the illustrious Amy Sherman Palladino.
1: First of all, Amy Sherman Palladino is God's gift. Like truly love Amazing. that she has touched this. Um it's really really exciting stuff. Um also shout out to them to for reimagining the minstrel jester portion of that uh, of yeah. the show. I think it's 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 worth noting that they have really made a make good on that whole thing which means it's possible maybe to to adapt some of these shows that don't stray away from what it is um it's just like making good on things that just shouldn't exist anymore so i think that that is is really really key um to note here and and j harrison g does an incredible job at playing the role of the jester um they have they have a standout number that absolutely got everyone, you know, clapping, clapping, clapping. Um, I love Sutton. I'm a Sutton stan. Um, I think that she allowed for a lot of young women to see themselves as a goofy, dorky, funny, loud girl and on stage. And I know that sounds like grace that happens all the time, but it really didn't for a long time. And I think that it's really worth noting that they have done a really good job of casting the perfect person um I think she's going to be great I think that she is um she's I think that she's giving a perfect set and rendition of this role like I think that when you think of who who could play this part now it's 100% her like it, it just makes sense so I think that that is going to be the right move um if they were to do anything with it but um yeah I think it was a lot of fun and I like that it was also genuinely an encore performance like this was not a half like it it wasn't what they sometimes try to do which is like a full production like people were still holding scripts that's what I want to see like also Harry Harris give it up for Harry Harris like (laughs) truly incredible she called out for line people clapped it was great
0: (laughs) so a lot of times it's interesting because like it's been a while. Since we've seen an encore where people are still holding books like that doesn't hasn't happened, at least from what I can remember in a very long time. So it sounds like this is kind of harkening back to the old days of encores rather than like the end of the woods or even parade, even though that wasn't technically an encore's like presentation, but like where these are full fledged productions ready to move to Broadway right away. So it seems like this is something that was staged primarily for this limited two week run.
1: A hundred percent. I think they've done a great job. And if this is what it is for them, this is a perfect encore show. And and also anyone can see it. That's what's so great about it too. It's a perfect high school show for a reason. It's not to like demean it in any way. It's just like, it's, it's good for everybody.
0: Do you think that there's a potential life for this?
1: No, I think that everyone just kind of assumes that I'm not sure. I mean, it could, but like, I, I think that if, if it isn't intending to do that, they've done a fine job.
0: Yeah, we, we have talked quite a bit over the years about how like when we get these big starry casts and big name directors are like, oh, well, this has to move. And I, it, it doesn't feel like Broadway is calling out for a Once Upon a Mattress revival, but it certainly feels like it is a great show for encores and, and one that I wish I was going to be in town to see, but I'm not coming back for a few more weeks. So I'll have to chalk this one up to a missed opportunity. All right, everybody, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broader Radio, And you can follow me pretty much anywhere at BWW. Matt Grace, what about you?
1: You can find me at It's Grace Hockey. All
0: right, everybody, have a wonderful Thursday, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow.